podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red. Your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday on which mm, things seem to be progressing, at least in terms of the Fabinho and Henderson deals. The Saudis are in England to discuss the Henderson deal and get that one across the line. And it does look like the PIF are going to back them on it. So should be no problem coming to an agreement on a fee. He's obviously already agreed his contract. With a bit of luck, that deal will get done maybe early next week. The Fabinho one is, by the looks of things, pretty much wrapped up. It's probably just a matter for Liverpool now of getting a replacement in before finalising things. And there's a lot of names going around, some very promising names like Cech de Coure, some less promising, but would be acceptable in certain circumstances like Ibrahim Sanger. Now, the Sanger stuff is largely coming from a report in the Netherlands. He'd be okay if he's one of two, and the other one is Ducure or Lavia, and Sanger is the, is the backup. Because prior to all of this starting with Fabinho and Henderson, we were clearly looking for depth in the number six position, potentially a future starter. And that's where Romeo Lavia would have fit in, you know, come in, back up Fab for a year and then take the reins. It may well still be that we go in his direction as one of two, but we will need a more ready-made starter. That's where I think Decoure is perfect. Now, he'd be expensive, but he is he is outstanding. He's a defensive monster. He thrives in transition. He's good enough on the ball to do what we need him to do. Those two, to me, is the perfect solution. Decoure and Lavia. You're boxed off there for a decade if you go and get those two. If you get Decoure and Sanger or Decoure and Alvarez or Decoure and Amrabat, again, you are in good shape. You get a great starter who's only going to get better, and you get a, a solid, reliable backup who won't pull up any trees. If you get any of those three in Lavia, it works, but it's a little bit a little bit weaker in the next two years because they're going to have to play more than you'd ideally want them while you develop Lavia. It's still, it's still good. There's no doubt. It's still an upgrade on what we've had there in terms of the depth of it because you'd have two defensive midfielders as opposed to just having one. But none of them are as good as Fab 
even if we take into account that Fab was unlikely to get back to his best level, we would have expected a bounce back this season. Now, whether that would have been a significant bounce back or not is open to people's opinion. I certainly don't think he was going to get back to anything resembling the levels he showed prior to, say, March of 2022. If I had to pick between Ducure and Lavia, I would go for Ducure because he's more ready-made. Lavia has the higher ceiling, there's no question. But Ducure is ready to walk in and start immediately. And he's plug-and-play. He fits into what we want to do. He'll work really well in that double pivot with Trent, and he'd work really well in a flat three with Alexis and Dominic either side, or Alexis and Curtis, or Dominic and Curtis, whatever way it is in a certain game. Dukuri is, is, for me, he's the one now. Chumeni's off the table. Caicedo's off the table. Dukuri is the next man up. He's the most ready-made most high ceiling player available to us when you combine those two aspects. Lavia is the most, is, is the highest ceiling player, but it would take time. You'd have to ease him in. He, he could play a lot. He just couldn't play every week because you don't want to tax a young player like that. But the, the ideal mix is the pair of them. Now, if you can't get Lavia because they won't come down on the price, Manu Kone would work, Tyler Adams would work, and they're obviously a different type of player, more of a dynamic destroyer, more in that Kante sort of just go and take the ball off people type of mode. Dukure can do that, but he can also just sit in and protect your defence the way Lavia can too, the way Fabinho can. I I really like the idea of getting one of each. I I really like the idea of, say, Dukure and Kone and having those different options, but it is very hard to turn your back on Lavia with that kind of talent. So Ducure and Lavia, probably the best we can do. And I've seen people say, oh, well, if you can afford to buy the two of them, just go and buy Moises Caicedo. No, no, definitely not. I love Moises Caicedo. I'm probably his biggest fan. But if you can get two excellent defensive midfielders, you get the two of them. You don't just buy one. If we could get Ducure and Lavia for a similar figure to what Arsenal just played for Declan Rice, it would be incredible business. If we came out having spent two hundred million on our midfield rebuild, and it was Dominic, Alexis, Ducure, and Lavia, all twenty-four and below, we would be in sensational shape. You go into next season, you've got Trent and Besetich for the hybrid role, Ducure and Lavia in the number six position. You've got Alexis and Thiago for one of the eights, Dominic and Curtis for the other eight. Like, your midfield is set. You need to replace one of them in the next six years. Thiago, he'd be the only one that you'd need to replace anytime soon. And we'd have options to go and replace him. So get Dukure, get Lavia, and it really does, it really does ease things on us moving forward. Like I've said before, I look at our attack 
with Mo Harvey and Ben Doak on the right. Now, I think Jota's best through the middle, so I would say Darwin, Cody and Jota are all best through the middle. And Diaz is our only actual left winger. But obviously, all three of those front three players can do a job for you on the left. I don't, and you've got Cade Gordon returning this year after injury, apparently having grown significantly. I think he's got the potential to be a huge talent as well for us. So we don't really need to do much in our attack in the next few years unless Mo was to leave. Now, the Saudis will come for Mo at some point, probably next summer when he's got a year left in his contract. And what happens then, I don't know. If they offer $120 million with one year left in his deal for a, what will he be, 32-year-old Mo Salah? 33-year-old Mo Salah? I kind of feel like you have to take it. Now, he'll be very difficult to replace, obviously. But for that type of money, I'd back us to to find a way to replace him, even if it's not a direct replacement and it's a replacement in the aggregate where we replace Mo with maybe more of a creative player and then bring in somebody else who does something else on the other side. You know, we get another quality left winger. There was reports yesterday that the Saudis also have interest in Luis Diaz, but Liverpool have no intention to sell. I really hope that's the case. I really hope that we don't have any intention to sell because I think Luis Diaz is going to break out this season and prove a lot of people wrong, including some people potentially within the club who might have doubts over whether he can put up numbers or not. Now, people get a little bit obsessed with numbers, but Luis Diaz offers us something very different. He offers us ball carrying, which we lack in the forward line. Mo obviously can do it, but you want Mo closer to goal. Diaz is just a different type of player. I saw... I saw some people complaining that he hasn't performed well enough since joining. And it, it, it's really a re- revisionist history, that is. When he joined us in the January of 2022, he was a huge part in us winning the two Cups and really did give us the jolt that we needed. He got four goals and three assists um, in the Premier League. He got two goals and an assist in the Champions League. So now you're at six and four. He got an assist in the FA Cup, six and five. And he was arguably man of the match in the EFL Cup final. So, you know, six goals and five assists isn't a bad return for your first bash in England, especially when you consider it's not like he was starting every single game. He did start a fair bit. He didn't start every game. There was a number of sub-appearances in the FA Cup, a couple in the league and a couple in the Champions League. Uh, Then this past season, 22-23, he starts the season in great form. He's absolutely flying. He's got three goals and two assists through the first eight league games. And then he gets injured. 
and he misses a chunk of the season. And when he came back, I think he only started four games in the league. So, I mean, what more do people want from him? He was injured. He missed a ton of time last season because he was rushed back. They went the wrong way about the first injury and he got hurt a second time. He'd also got a golden assist in the Champions League before he got injured. And remember, when we played Napoli away, he was the only player that actually looked like he gave a shit. It was him that dragged us back into the game against Crystal Palace. He was playing out of his skin against Arsenal that day when he got hurt as well. So, I don't know. This this obsession people have with numbers, he's got 11 goals and 8 assists. I know it's not a huge amount, but it's 19 goals or assists in 47 games, not all of which were starts. And he had to deal with a pretty serious, well, two pretty serious knee injuries. I said on Twitter yesterday, the only situation in which I would be comfortable in selling Luis Diaz is if we could immediately turn around and sign Kavicha Kvalachgelia from Napoli for the same type of money. That's literally the only circumstance. People will say, oh, well, Rafael Leao. Rafael Leao just signed a new contract. And he's also not the left winger I'd want if we're playing Darwin through the middle. I want someone that can be more of a ball carrier and a creator. Now, if Mo was to go and we were to buy a creative right winger, then Rafael Leao would make a lot more sense on the left. But with Mo and Darwin in the team, or Mo and Jota in the team, Leao doesn't make as much sense. You need someone that can be the creative link in that, and Diaz can be it as things are currently constituted. We saw him multiple times last year, pick the ball up, drive in field, give it, go again, and end up wrapping round into the right wing spot. So he offers us something a little bit different. He's not just going to stay in a box. I think with Darwin through the middle, and if Dominic is going to play left side, which looks like it may be the play here, then I really do think Diaz will will have an outstanding season. I think he'll prove an awful lot of people wrong. And it looks like it will be Dominic left side, Alexis right side. And I suppose Alexis right side will make a lot of sense because you get Dominic left side with his creativity, Alexis right side to help Trent and interchange with Trent. He's also a good crosser, so he'll work with Mo. And what you'll also get then is his defensive work to help Trent out down that side. So, yeah, I, I, I'm really, really optimistic about what our midfield and attack can look like going into next season. Mo, Harvey, Ben on the right. Diaz and Jota, let's say, as the primary left options. Cody, Darwin and Cade Gordon as the nine options. <clears throat> Dominic and Curtis... Alexis and Thiago, Trent and Besetic, get those two holding midfielders in. And that is in really good shape. 
really, really good shape. Then we need to get that left side centre back in. Now, it's not going to be Levi Colwell. It was always unlikely to be Colwell. And now with the injury to Fafana, I think they're just going to bunker in. And they might even just play Colwell and Badia Shele at times, even though they're both left-footed and it'll drive Guy Drinkle mad. But driving Guy Drinkle mad is always funny. So, you know, not really, not really against the idea. Um, so we need to find somebody else. Who that will be, I don't know. Castillo Makeba. It looks like Leipzig have backed away from that because Leon wouldn't come down on the price. If he's available at 30 million, we should be all over it. We really should be all over it. He fits the bill perfectly. And he's the right age and profile to come in and, and not kick off if he's not in the team every game. Because Robbo will still play, but just not nearly as often. Some games we'll play a flat back four, so Rob will be the left back. Sometimes we'll play the back three and Rob will play in the back three. But Lukeba can be the long-term fit there. Now, if you've got him and Robbo in that left back, left side centre back role, you can sell Costas, so that'll bring in a little bit more money. Obviously, Nat Phillips is on his way out the door, so that'll bring in probably seven, eight million. All we'd need to do next summer, if we get Dekure and Lavia or Dekure and Kone or whatever combination, is an upgrade on Joel Matip, an upgrade on Joe Gomez, replace Thiago, which won't be easy, and then see what happens at Mo. But that's not huge money because Gomez will <clears throat> will go, um, <clears throat> excuse me, He'll fund his own replacement, largely. Replacing Matip and Thiago with no money money coming in is obviously a bit of an issue, but we should be okay. We should be okay. Maybe we can get Kakare out of Leon next summer. He comes in, replaces Thiago. I think he's perfect to do it. I think then if you have him and Alexis in one spot, that's absolutely ideal. For Matip, I mean, I would take Tosin Adarabayo from Fulham as a Joel Matip replacement and then look to go for a higher-end centre-back to replace Gomez. And then the following summer, you'll have decisions to make because if Mo is still here, what do you do with him? What do you do with Virgil? You know, but it makes this process a lot easier if we just box off the midfield pretty much entirely this summer. Anyway, that's enough rambling about that. On This Is Anfield, new photos show exactly how Anfield will look when complete. Uh, The not-so-secret task of replacing Fabinho. I think that's written by David Lynch. It is indeed. Uh, Naming two Liverpool lineups that could play in opening friendly. Um, Alison, Trent, Gerald Kwanzaa, Joe Gomez, Costa Simicus, Fraundorf, Henderson, McAllister, Jota, Gakbo, and Salah. I'd be a little bit surprised if Henderson started, to be honest. Um, and then a second team of Quivin, Connor Bradley, Ibu, Virgil, and Andy Robertson. Bobby Clark, 
McConnell and James McConnell, that is, and Zabozlai, Doak, Nunez, and Diaz. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we're, we're a little bit short, obviously, in terms of holding midfielders because Besetic is not ready to play yet and Fab's not with the squad because he's away to the Saudis. Um, but yeah, I, I would just be a little bit surprised if he played Henderson, to be honest. I think it, the, the risk of him getting injured far outweighs any benefits you get from playing him in this game. Just let him sit and watch. Um, does Peace Bit check the Kure? Piece about Liverpool doing double sessions and getting pulled over by the police. Uh, sorry, Jurgen Klopp getting pulled over by, by the police to take a selfie. There is a piece about Ragnar Klavan. FSG partner admits Liverpool needs massive investments. Okay. Uh, moving on to Liverpool.com. Liverpool transfer news is 51 million move approved and Harry Kane could aid Jurgen Klopp plan. We'll come back to that. Um, Liverpool transfer masterstroke confirmed as Fabinho Air accidentally found... Alexis McAllister's in that picture and I really hope that's not who they're pointing to. Cristiano Ronaldo wrong over Lionel Messi move and Liverpool's Jordan Henderson should take note. No, he shouldn't. He should just go. Liverpool should revisit 56 million Napoli transfer to find perfect foil for Romeo Lavia. That is Stanislav Lebovka. What's his name? It is Lebovka. Lebovka. Um He's 29 in a couple of months, so no, we shouldn't We shouldn't be signing him. He doesn't make sense for us. <clears throat> Liverpool offered £56 million in new Saudi Arabia transfer bid as Polish Messi set for uh, exit. So the £56 million is for Diaz. $56 million, by the way, so not even a hint of, of what we would look for. Um, let's have a gander at this one. 51 million transfer. Who is that then? Is that Fabinho? It's probably Fabinho. Oh, no. Uh, Apparently, so apparently, this is great logic here now. If Bayern Munich were to buy Harry Kane, a striker, it would mean that they might be willing to sell Ryan Gravenberch, who's not a striker. Utter, utter nonsense. Uh, on AnfieldIndex.com, we have a bunch of new articles up. Um, there's one about Diaz. There is one about Nat Phillips. One about Musilewski, who looks like will leave potentially in a loan with an option to buy. Uh, there's a couple of pieces about Henderson um, and what's going on with him. And there will be a new podcast out today. We recorded a scout, uh, scouted yesterday, so it should be out today. Um, and that's it. That's all I've got. Big shout out to everybody who listens every single day, uh, especially Andy G. Uh, big shout out to Andy G. Thanks a million, bud, for listening to absolutely everything I do. Always appreciated. And I'll see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye. 
We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.